Yeah. I done came down, yeah. man, what's the deal? Yeah. Paris in my mouth, Bugs Bunny with the grill. Yeah. I done came through, pop trunk in a Toyota. Yeah. Clap two times, fifth land in Pensacola. Yeah. I done came down, mixed the four up in the Phantom. Screens falling in the ride, watching on the Atlanta. It's all good. This whole planet is mine, so when I get access, I'll kill them with her reach for the stars. But if you fall through the atmosphere, they'll kill you. Shit, I can never be ignorant. Like Leviticus, so y'all, you say you're literate to do the science like physicists had to get up and get it. Don't know how long I got on this earth here. About tickets, one of the thirst fears. Shit, I put in a lot of work here. Told y'all I'd escape the legit hit Japan with my people in August. Talk these cheap, so you track these 48 laws with gold teeth. And no tumbling, drinking, milk tea, thinking. Tear my plan was flawless. The most mischievous low key. The left hand and Thanos couldn't hold me. This level to live in, but we all can't be blessed with a game shot. So it's easy to feel at a disadvantage. When the game starts, took my mom, I walked through Aki, but told her when didn't get locked up. She said, had that been a stage, the popos would have shot the whole block up. Excuse my tangent, the tears behind the sheet mask would never vanish. Immortalize the canvas, upload it, and put a password on your sand, this boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, two, one, two. I'm worth my weight, hold on At them chips on my shoulder Added a new bag every time I advance my passing Got older the cream of the crowd So get your corn cream with this food for thought That's never been me with me and my family Hold your chopsticks at the top, boy One, two, one, two Say this in my family, we my family Hold your chopsticks at the top 88.3Talking to this shit. 
me to hit? Could've been my baby mama, now she wanna get back with me okay. New chick got tenure no more, space on my faculty Had a ring on her finger and some feelings that linger Had visions of boxing a man live on Jerry Springer Can't be a captain, save a garden school for your eating She said she caught him cheating, now it's time to get even Damn. What you gon' do when these wolves come through? I'm holding, painting the go yard, anxiety as I'm posing. Like Mona Lisa, got up, find a wall to pin her on nose. Squares in his pentagon, staying tuned to the sinner song like. What you gon' do when the wolves come through? Hiding in the night and they coming for you. I said, what you gon' do when the wolves come through? Hiding in plain sight, they coming for you. Mamonaku. Everything is everything. I wrote this 30,000 feet over the earth's surface. Took a trip to Japan to further understand my purpose. Sleepless and Shibuya. To my wife, the path is equal. Took a drag and a jet lag. Now it's time to let that sleep spill. Uh, we counting sheep. I gave you honesty on my last joint Glad y'all came out So won't appreciate it till the pastor sang my name out I know that sounds morbid Acute depression still dormant Tears of a clown Every day's a performance Shows don't stop but one month You gotta get that off my back now About to start a family Gotta speak through these traps now Saw you beauty dancing with my mother for the first time After my wife walked down the aisle Wishing I could reverse time uh, I'm counting sheep for now I'm counting sheep uh, I'm counting sheep for now I'm counting sheep I heard your real dreams come up Live in the nighttime. You gotta get up with your chores There ain't no right time Open up your heart, homie And let your light shine Yo, let your light shine Let your light shine I heard your real dreams come up Live in the nighttime. You gotta get up with your chores There ain't no right time Open up your heart, homie let your light shine, yo. Let your light shine, let your light shine. I tried to see the light through the eyes of a seven year old. He asked why his grandma died in heaven. Was in the clouds, I stopped him and asked, What if we living in heaven right now? We said, Nah, it's too ugly. Streets should be paved with gold. So I closed my eyes and tried to picture the scenery. Tried to reflect on something. What does heaven mean to me? Kanye could have bought his way into heaven, but instead he copped the chain. Oh, money, more problems. Grandpa copped our last name. My conscience asking, What you live for? What would you kill for? Is it the dollar bill or is it still? More. Had to travel the globe to change the beauty I be hold. So now when I close my eyes, I tell them I see gold Pour out a Calpico for those who couldn't make it as planned Had the mountain in Kyoto but still couldn't touch your hands You countin' sheep forever, countin' sheep set up Still be with me in the morning. Will you still be with me in the evening? Will I still see your light when I'm yawning? Baby, you got me feeling. Baby, you got me feeling. It's my bus through the cloud that clearly remind me you everywhere. Trap house pavement, the birds, my people. Let your light shine, yo. Let your light shine, people. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Stop. Will you still be with me in the morning? Will you still be with me in the evening? Will I still see your light when I'm yawning? Baby, you got me feeling. You got me feeling. My bus through the cloud to clear. They remind me you everywhere. Trap house pavement, the birds, my people. Let your light shine, yo. Let your light shine, my people. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. And love is wonderful. Two and two, yo. Yo, 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 y
They also talking now. You at a pocket child. Let's get it popping now. Down, man, down. Nah, you can't be your fan now. Don't try to put your hand out. You in the stands now. Dancing around this triangle. Watch your lines get tangled. Leave her and mangled. Strangle the game's angles like Kurt Angle. The Undertaker undertaking these spaces. You left vacant, can't underrate the cadence. Your skills too latent. Beat the pavement. Your opinion for your thoughts. Got a Paul ball over the vault. Can't flex with me if it's store ball. Paul ball over your faults. Imaginary players moving in plain sight like Clark Kent. What I write on this parchment too sacred for the park bench. Heard you snitching in your raps and doing bids and disbelief. Missing daps, can't see your kids, but can't pull up for the beef. They want that fame. Oh no, diamond rings. Oh no, peace and chains. Oh no, we ain't the same. Can't compare the categories with this red Allegories prepared Your laboratory too much flair These categories watching How sun is international Plotting my sabbatical Felt the slumber was too irrational Rocking my heart was just too casual uh, The streets is watching They also talking now You at a pocket child Let's get it popping now Nah, you can't be your fan now Don't try to put your hand out You in the stands now The streets is watching they also talking now. You at a pocket child. Let's get it popping now. Down, man, down. Nah, you can't be your fan now. Don't try to put your hand out. You in the stands now. Rewritten the postcard. The vocals create Venice and Texas. Drowning coast guards. Red got coast and Ostras. Left half a cup of rap wins. Cuts have been missing a co-star. But I'm hardly getting spins. So the flow is just doing donuts. A&R's don't really know much This whole cuz, they focus, it's bogus Yeah, this clown's always trying to tell me how this works Like it's so cut, I don't know, bro Like barbershop debates about the fate of Wilder To say Fury ain't fatal, you capping like Terry Bogart Trying to be the black Diplo, where I'm from Where girls are Diplo, like Milan Where kids with dip toes into crime No strats for soldiers, but I get that's for diplomas When they get those every time, too late to check for When I'm high, cause now the studios pressurize Fake fake When claim allegiance when I'm over Gatekeepers just act older Mash up the game like bad coders Type tracks that are black over Type gang make you free up your rock and your chains Like passed over I'm the type cat to Smoke on every rap, rap, like you know you have to 88.3 WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. This is the Friday Night Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr., also known as RBJ. Right now, I'm bringing to the airwaves the Austin, Texas based rapper, producer, songwriter, photographer, and engineer known as Curbside Jones. Curbside Jones, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. That was a listing off all the things I do that sounds crazy, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well and, and thank you for having me, man, for real. It's a pleasure to have you on. So I just been following you for a couple of years now, and it's really good just you know finally chop it up with you. Um, so initially, you know, introduced you as being from Austin, Texas, but just from what I've been reading around, you know, you've you've lived in like just a couple of cities. So you know, just tell us more about you know how you move around in your early life. Yeah. So um, military family. So you know, same story as most military kids. I've lived in. You know various different places i was born in heidelberg germany um i lived there for two years a little bit over two years moved to fayetteville north carolina stayed there for about nine years and then we moved back to germany so that was like the start of middle school so the start of sixth grade we moved back to germany um and that was back in like what 2001 or something like that so i was there in germany for about almost five years or so and then so middle school all the way through my first year of high school and then moved to texas in like uh i think like the latter half of 2005 um where i finished up high school in texas in uh in uh colleen texas 
And then I moved to Austin in 2010 uh, to finish college. And then now I'm in Buda. So it's like the uh, outskirts of, of Austin. Yeah. So, you know, we listed off rapper, producer, photographer, engineer. And so most people usually only get good at, you know, just one of those. So, you know, with all that under your belt, what do you remember is like your first spark with like creativity? Uh man, my first spark with creativity. Honestly, it was art. Like I used to draw a lot when I was younger. I mean, I think that's like the normal 90s kid thing drawing like Dragon Ball Z characters and anime stuff. So that was like my first thing. I remember I was really into Mortal Kombat when I was in like I want to say it was like maybe first or second grade and I used to spend a lot of time in class drawing like Scorpion and Sub-Zero and stuff and um, not really paying attention to what was going on in class but that's what I would do um, and then that kind of turned into like you know the whole Dragon Ball Z thing and drawing those so that was kind of like the first thing that drew me into the arts um, I did not keep up with it so now I, I, I yeah my drawing is terrible now um but i think that's what really interests me back in during that time um yeah and you know you've also you've obviously you know succeeded as music um just as a rapper and recording and engineering so um, when did you initially figure out that music and specifically rapping was something that you were going to pursue seriously? Oh, man. So, uh, so I started with kind of the idea of rapping when I was in Germany, uh, sixth grade. Um, my homie Mike, RIP to him, um, my homie Mike uh, introduced me to the clips. So he was from he's from Virginia and uh, it, Germany is a little bit behind. Right. Where like we lived on the military base. So like a lot of the music and a lot of the everything that people had in the States, it took like months for us to get. Um, and that's just because we didn't have uh, BET. Um, the music stuff that we had was like German MTV. Um, so you get a mishmash of different type of, you know, music that you get on there. And then eventually we had British MTV, which was a little bit like more, um, like the programming was a little bit more kind of up to date a little bit for some of the stuff. Um, so he, so the way you learn about new stuff is whenever somebody goes back to the States and then comes back. So he went, so over the summer he went to the States and then he came back and was like, yo, there's this group called the clips and they got this song called grind it man it's this crazy blah blah and i was like okay so we would listen to it and at the time like i was growing my hair out so i like had braids and he had you know so i was like oh man i want to be like push your teeth you know da, da. and um i think that was that was the first rap album that i actually purchased with my own money um so after buying that i was like yo like you know especially being that age you know what i mean i was really young um so hearing that album really opened up my eyes to like more than just stuff that I had seen on TV and stuff growing up. And then it led to me and a bunch of my friends being like, yo, we want to rap. Um, I started writing like, you know, poetry and whatever. It was eh, it was whatever. Um, and then I started getting really into Ludacris. And then that kind of heightened it even more to where I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. So I was sitting at the kitchen table one uh, afternoon and I was uh, talking to my mom and I told her, I was like, yo, like I want to be a rapper. And she looked at me and was like, you know, rappers get killed, right? It's crazy because it's still happening today, but I mean, she was spot on. She was like, yo, you know rappers get killed, right? And I was like, yeah, but I'm gonna be different though. Um, she was like, okay, well, I'm just letting you know, it's like a dangerous thing, whatever. So it kind of was like out of rebellion, trying to be like, yo, I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna, you know, approach it, you know, how other people haven't. Um, and then we started this group called Break em Dim Break Em Off Boys. Um, and we were gonna enter a talent show. Uh, and we were going to do Bone Crusher Never Scared remix. So everybody had their own parts. I was going to be Bone Crusher and then my homie Mike was going to be Cameron. And it was this whole thing. We ended up not doing it and we started writing our own raps to the instrumentals. And then 
he kind of liked how that felt so he was like yo like we should be a rap group and we should like you know do this for real for real so we would just write rhymes we never recorded anything and then i found out we were going to move to texas um and during that time in germany where i was at in, in Mannheim, a lot of us were listening to uh like swisher house color changing click you know uh boss hog outlaws like all the texas rap uh um lbp uh and dsr and all that stuff so we were listening to all those freestyles and all that stuff because all the upperclassmen um were either from texas or they went to texas and they would like bring the music back or they would show us where to download it and stuff like that um so i was really into like the whole texas rap scene everything like i was really really into it so my ambition was i was like yo i found out i was moving to texas i was like yo when we go to texas i'm gonna be on the mixtape with chameleonaire i'm gonna be on the mixtape with paul wall and 50 50 twin like that was my whole thing so like once we moved to texas and we got it set up and everything in our house went to best buy got like a cheap 20 dollars mic i was using uh magix pro i think that's what it was called at the time and the first song i ever recorded was over the eminem renegade beat it was terrible but but it was the first song i ever recorded like i recorded it and then i like burned it to a cd and i put it in my cd player i would listen to it all the time and it just felt so good that i was like yo i gotta keep i gotta keep doing this um and then i eventually linked up with some people at school and then you know the rest was kind of you know history from there they you know motivated me to want to be you know a, a rapper even more and a producer and stuff and i think the thing that solidified it 100 percent was kanye's uh college dropout album um that really solidified it where i was like yo i want to make something that can inspire as well as like you know reach people and, and change their perspective on like you know music and like being from the south and everything and kind of bringing something different Nostalgia since 13, I've been a menace. Passport sports, you ain't got time on the court. Lies in those lines you report, need a line of support. I think, um, if I recall correctly, one of your early successes, you know, just on your own, your own, just as Curbside Jones, was the uh, Cherry Blossom Effect, Endless Dream Theory, um, which was well received among critics, music fans. I think there was a couple of videos, a uh, successful Kickstarter campaign. Um, so, how did that early success of you know people taking you seriously and knowing that your music was well received um, influence how you approach your music today? Man, uh, that project is very is very pivotal because before being Curbside Jones, I was rapping under the moniker CBTV, and under CBTV, I was making back then what people are making now in terms of nerdcore. Um, so sampling anime OSTs, you know, anime themes, punchlines, subject matter, all of that stuff. So I was doing all that. And it's funny, like you said, take me seriously, because before that, there were my peers, some of my peers who didn't tell me at the time, didn't take me seriously because I was making that kind of music because they couldn't relate to it. They were just like, I don't get it, you know, whatever. Um, so then when I dropped Bum Life, it was like, okay, I'm producing. My producing got a little bit better. Um, I kind of leaned a little bit less into the nerdcore stuff. And then I was like, okay, what if I can still do nerdcore, but make it not cliche, make it not whack? Uh, so that's where the cherry blossom effect came in. Um, I was inspired by the uh, the Tenchi the Tenchi Muyo movie, um, Tenchi Forever, and I would watch it on mute, and then I would make beats to it while it was on mute, um, and then that kind of helped me be able to come up with like themes that I saw in anime, but taking it and putting it in a different context to where it was relatable, where I'm not mentioning anime. So like the you know the the lead song pink was inspired by the movie because it was this whole thing where there was this dream that tenchi was in love with this girl who didn't exist and this whole you know whatever um so i was like yo like what if i 
took that and was like yo what if i uh made a song that kind of represented this but very you know very cryptic in there so if you knew you knew if you didn't you didn't you know um and i was really surprised when it did what it did after i put the project out because you know i was so used to you know people not taking it seriously or you know maybe being one foot in one foot out with the support or anything like that so once all the blogs started picking it up and then i started seeing international press for it and then when i did the pressed up the cds you know having people in japan buy the album and you know selling out and then i re-upped some more when we did the remaster of it and i had added those extra songs um one working with the homie phil blanks who i still collaborate with now which is crazy i've known him for what over a decade now um and we still collaborate um so hooking up with him um he actually heard about the project through a podcast um they were talking about it and you know he's from the uk so that was cool that's my first like time linking with someone like that internationally and then um linking with free design who at the time his name was free design but now he goes by dialo think um a japanese producer he reached out to me via email and it was really funny because he reached out to me via email and was like it's kind of like broken english in the email but i saw the i saw the jp in there so i figured it was somebody from japan and then you know basically saying like yo do you want beats like i i make beats and i was like for sure like you know whatever you got like send it send it my way i am working on this project i would love to throw it on there and make it all come full circle you know what i mean um he sent me some beats and then you know i, I was like yo how much you want for him and he was like no nah, i just want you to just rap like it's you know i you know i like your music um he was kind of speaking through me through one of his friends who knew english um so ended up doing that and that was like my first time doing like the japanese collab stuff and then i had the uk collab stuff um and then from there it kind of just gave me that confidence to be like yo like i can really do this um if i just take my time and approach it in a meaningful way as opposed to really leaning on like aesthetic WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. You just heard part one of my interview with Curbside Jones. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll return with part two. Before we leave, though, we'll let you sample his track, Nego 93. Mind state, apes shall never kill ape. Hey yo, rewind the tape. Feel like nigga with 93. Hope my soul can be free. Touch people close to me. This is where I'm supposed to be. Apes shall never kill ape. So change your mind state. Apes shall never kill ape. You can't run away from fate. Loot's not a cat. ガキでもクラッタ。レンタルで手にした新作の洋楽。いつもの景色を彩る通りよ。高なった。コロナんだ。変わった感覚。怖いもんなんてなかった。あの頃の少年が目を痛いて。そのまま手にした武器なら、い
one thing I think I, want, I definitely want to touch on uh, that you mentioned was how much blogs um, pay help with that early success. Um, I think that's something that we're looking back upon, like finally, as far as like, you know, that blog era. Um, as someone who had success before then and is obviously having success after it, um, you know, blogs are sort of like phased out. Um, why was that area era so pivotal for artists and why are we looking back upon it favorably now? I think the biggest thing about blogs that made it so great is because it created a community, right? So like if you're featured on the blog and there's other artists who make similar music and they're featured on the blog as well, then y'all are grouped together by association and then eventually y'all may work together or there becomes some type of camaraderie because it's like y'all are mainstays on certain blogs right um and i think that piece right there in itself is is something that is really missing because now it's like you know everything is streaming everything is whatever so it's like it's hard to group people together in association unless they're actually collaborating together but on the blog it's like yo like um for instance dexter fizz who i've co you know collaborated i mean it took us years to collaborate but like we were posted on the same music sites like all the time like i i knew of his music before i ever even had a conversation with him and it was the same way for him so like when he did reach out eventually to you know we talked about music it was so natural because it was like okay well i'm already familiar with you bro you familiar with me like we've been on the same you know what i mean like we're we're definitely um alumni of of the you know of the blog you know so um i think that was that's important and then i think that's another thing that artists miss and also i think having people actually take the time to discover new artists um not saying that that doesn't happen now but i feel like before it was so much easier um because there wasn't you know this whole playlist thing there wasn't this it's whatever it's just if you heard something you liked you reach out to the artist you do an interview or you post their music and you actually wrote something that was meaningful that could actually boost their career um instead of being like yo new rapper from austin texas curbside jones flame emoji and then that's it right you know what i mean like that doesn't that doesn't elevate anything um, however, having someone sit down and be like, yo, I'm gonna write four or five paragraphs about this one single and then post a link and do all this and that. And then I'm gonna send you the link so you can post it and everything. And then of course, everybody within their blog circle is seeing that and they're picking you up on it too. And they're writing their own, you know, thoughts or whatever on it. They're reaching out to you for interviews. Um, so I think the the networking potential of that um, was was way more elevated than it is now um because it, it seemed like there was a it was some care put into it um toward the latter end it kind of got a little shaky kind of got a little copy and paste with some things and um people people paying to play you know what i mean so it kind of got shaky toward the end because people caught on and was like oh there's all these artists reaching out to make these connections i can make money off of this so i can't you know what i mean um, and then also myself, I was a blogger as well. Um, I wrote for, I want to say like three or four different sites. Um, yeah, so I kind of was like a, on one I was kind of like a mainstay writer and then the other ones I was kind of just like a, I was helping out because I, I had personal relationships with everybody that posted me on their website. So like they were like, hey man, like, you know, if you want to write some posts, if you want to do interviews, whatever. Um, so I got to be on the other side of it as well, where I'm receiving submissions and I'm writing up stuff or I'm reaching out for interviews to artists and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a really great time. You know, um, I don't think we'll ever go back to that. As you can see, music publications right now are kind of dying out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think if we can go back to that community and that care, then I feel like um, things could elevate a lot further. Austin ice cream and keep it local, but this is bigger than downtown. If home is where the heart is, we went from bandos to mansions. And there's still room for expansions. Sorry, I can't get you on the phone right now. I know you wishing I was at home right now. Who wants to be a millionaire? Just want a lifetime, a lifeline. So my soul is in the air, and I bite time. Just want you to recite my yo. Let's keep it funky through the science and the trigonometry. A walking anomaly. Praise due to the holder of astronomy. Balance like Atlas, both of Orion. They keep it together. And I think, um, when you talk about, you know, I want to touch back on how you built that community with, you know, Japanese artists. Um, I know that 
initially began out of a uh, failed tour, or not failed, but a tour that didn't happen with, um, I believe, Dexter Fizz. Um, but it was able to, you know, just blossom into something that was just, you know, beautiful and receptive to you and those artists. Um, so why do you find that they're receptive to how you make music and, you know, your vision? It kind of boils down to almost like the like how I talked about, like on on the Cherry Blossom effect when I did the re-release, um, how when Free Design reached out, it was out of feel like it was out of curiosity and it was also out of just appreciation for like just hip-hop in general and rap in general and then there's also i don't want to say it's like a commodity or anything but like having you know an american artist on you know on on his beats was like a big it was a big deal for him um so i feel like it's pretty much the same way the other way around too where it's like a lot of us we grew up in, you know, the 90s, we're all into anime. And then eventually that kind of segued us into other avenues of Japanese culture and appreciation for other things. Um, the same way they kind of grew up looking at American culture and a lot of them learned through rap music. Like a lot of them learned a lot of the English that they know from rap music, you know what I mean? Um, so when they look at it, it's like an appreciation of just the art form. It's an appreciation of like, you know, the skill set and the presentation and everything like that. Um, so like you said, we, we wanted to do the tour, you know what I mean? And, and I'm honestly glad it kind of worked the way it did. Like in the end, I was kind of bummed about it because, you know, COVID hit and we had all these plans and everything. Um, and we ended up birthing like even more relationships and connections because we took that step and just put the project out anyway um and the project that i'm talking about is the last train um where you know each track features at least one japanese rapper um sometimes it's two japanese rappers and it might just maybe you know on the hook or something like that you know what i mean um so the plan was it was actually dexter fizz's idea he was like yo why don't we make an ep and use that to propel the tour so when we go out there we can have music to perform with the Japanese artists and I was like that's a great idea because sometimes when you think about tours and you think about going places um, you're kind of stepping into someone else's market right like sometimes people will have it to where they have local artists open for them and then that way the local artists bring their people out and then the headliner comes out and they you know do their thing right so I was like yo like what if we did this tour and like even what if we what if we weren't even the headliners you know what I mean? Like, what if we just go out there and, you know, we're coming into their country, we're coming into their scene, you know, you got to show respect. So it's like, we don't want to just make this seem like, you know, we're just coming here just to grab a new demographic and then bounce, you know what I mean? So it's like, yo, we do this EP, we include, you know, either Dexter Fizz and Japanese hip hop act or Curbside Jones hip hop uh, Japanese hip hop act or both in a hip hop act or two hip hop acts and then that's just me on the beat or something like that right so that way when we go out there we can actually perform the songs together and not just be like okay Dex does his set I do my set we bring these other people out they do their thing all right peace out y'all and then we go you know go somewhere else it's like no we want them to see like there is a connection here there is a bridge between these two cultures there's a bridge between you know what I'm saying the appreciation and love of hip-hop like we want that that was our main focus it's like yo show that bridge because it's there and I feel like it's something that hasn't really been um tapped into a lot or publicized a lot like you know i've seen other people do japanese projects with you know art well done projects with japanese you know hip-hop uh, producers or rappers or whatever and it's like nobody highlights those and it's like i don't get it like i don't get it because every time people are like oh samurai champloo blah, blah 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 and it's like yeah bro it's the same thing but the opposite like it's it's the opposite it's it, you know so um that ended up birthing some you know relationships with some producers as well as djs out there 
Um, you know, we're still getting hit up about collaborations from people because they've heard that project and they're like, oh, yo, I heard you on blah, blah, blah. Like, I would like to have you on my beat or I would like to, you know, feature on something or send me something so we can work together. So the relationships are still blossoming today, um, which is which is really great. Uh, is there any chance that tour happening again now that you know we're sort of in the clear um i would love for that tour to happen you know at some point um my my thing is it's like now that i'm a family man it's like you you can't you can't move the way that you that you really want to move because you know you have to think about you know the the unit the family unit um but i did tell dex i was like yo if we could do it like i could commit to like maybe a week um I won't probably be able to stay out there for like an extra week or two to just kick it and do whatever like I want to. But, you know, I could commit to probably a week or so of going out there and just, you know, knocking the shows out and coming back. And I think with the way that we're working now and the established relationships that we've made, um, that can be something that's possible for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Um, and one project you did release that I do want to talk about, especially for me, that's near and dear to my heart, especially growing up half an hour outside Detroit, home of techno, um, Kwame, volume one. Um, so just for those who haven't heard it, how did that idea sort of come, out, come about? So interestingly enough, when I started out making beats, you know, like when you open up FL, uh, I don't know if you know, but when you open up Fruity Loops, um, it'll give you like a default tempo, which is usually electronic music tempo. So it's like anywhere from 130 to 140. And that's like the default. Um, so there were times when I started really getting into producing, I would make stuff at that tempo. Um, I also, like I said, growing up in Germany, having access to German MTV as well as British MTV, there's a lot. Electronic music scenes are really big out there and really popular. Um, and I got into uh, UK grime. So I was really into grime, like in middle school. So I'm listening to like, you know, UK, you know, the, the garage scene and stuff. So I'm listening to all of that. And so I, I've always had an appreciation for electronic music. Um, and then one day I was sitting down and, you know, I, I kind of realized, like, I don't make music that people can dance to. Um, that's never been my niche, like, ever. And my wife is really big into, like, the ballroom scene and, you know, all of that. And so I would hear you know, the music and everything when she's watching her videos and all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, man, this stuff kind of slaps. Like, you know, I kind of like the, the feel of it. And I always talk about like, you know, making like runway music or making like something like that. Um, so I was like, yo, I want to make a project that my wife can dance to um, and actually like listen to and appreciate because it's in the lane of stuff that she, like she can draw references from it. Um, so that was really the biggest inspiration was just like, yo, I want to make something my wife can dance to and appreciate outside of just the rapidity rap stuff, because we have very different tastes in music. Um, I mean, we have some common stuff, but that's because like stuff that I'll put on or whatever. But like, first and foremost, she's, you know, she was a dancer growing up. So a lot of stuff that you can dance to is what she listens to. Um, so that's what inspired it. And then, of course, you know, once I was working on it, I did a lot of my research and like, you know, um, history of house um history of like techno and like all the electronic music so i dug really deep in like learning first um just the history um where the sounds are coming from and everything and then i kind of jumped into it and kind of made my rendition of what i what that sounds like yeah and one thing i also did like appreciate about that is that it sort of ties into how you approach hip-hop um especially when it comes to meaning because each of those songs has a sort of like textual under, um, underlying tune, especially with um, Selfish. Um, so for someone who primarily expresses themselves through words, how was it, try, how was it um, trying to like convey meaning through words, that, that through music that um, often doesn't have words? Um, 
it wasn't too bad. I kind of approached it almost like a beat tape almost. Um, except it's a little bit more involved in a beat tape because I feel like a beat tape you can take like a, a snippet of an idea like I can make a 16 bar loop and that's just the beat you know what I mean and that's whatever um, but with house and with everything there's so many different transitions you gotta have your build up you gotta have your drop you gotta have like all of these things um, so I kind of approached it that way like okay if I'm making a beat tape and I need this to last like six minutes. How can I make this beat stretch six minutes? And then also convey, each track convey a different sound. Um, and like you said, a different meaning. Like how can I convey this through these transitions and these switch ups and everything like that? Um, so it was a really fun experience um, because originally people told me I should rap on it. They're like, oh, you gotta rap on this, you gotta do this, or throw like a vocalist on there and do that. And I was like, nah, like, I'll do like a little bit of vocoder stuff, you know, I'm saying for selfish and all that. But like, other than that, I was like, I don't, I want this to kind of just be what it is. Like, I don't want it to be like a rapper on house stuff. Like, I just want it to be like, this is a house project that I made. It's different than my hip hop stuff. Here it is. Um, and from the reception that I've gotten, um, it did speak to a lot of people who are influenced or who grew up listening to techno and everything. Like my man's Phil um, out in the UK, he's like, bro, like, bro, like, I, I'm still, I'm still mad, I'm still mad at you like that for bro, like, you know, and all this. And so he's like, you know, and he's like, I turn that on, bro, and I'm just like, oh man, I need to quit, man, like, you know, and all this stuff. Um, so it was really good, like, getting props from people who actually grew up with this type of music because I didn't like I said I didn't like not until like middle school so I got like hip to like electronic music so it wasn't like a part of my everyday life um so I just wanted to make sure I did right you know what I'm saying by people that are that appreciate that genre accent two excellent job um just from me and someone who loves that music and it's just been around it and c will we get to volume two okay so i've been asked that multiple times i actually started volume two uh when was i started volume two so what happened right i started volume two and then as i'm working on volume two i'm working on the first track and I hop on Twitter and I see people talking about Drake was dropping a house album. And I was like, all right, well, I was like, there's that. So I was like, <laughs> let's just hang it up and we'll come back to it at a different time because I didn't want it to come out. And then people who weren't even in, like, weren't hip to volume one be like oh well you're just trying to ride off of the the whole house thing right so then i was like okay i'll let it die down some and then i'll hop back in it and then beyonce comes with her house album and i'm like wow i was like so i guess it just wasn't meant to be right now so i kind of just left it alone and then i had an idea of making each version like each volume a different type of electronic music um so i was like i have the house stuff so then i started diving into the 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 grime uh sounds and everything and i started working on that and then that's what at some point what volume two will be will be just grime stuff okay perfect perfect i'm definitely looking forward to it all right curbside jones i have one more question for you it's probably gonna make you think a little bit but um just if anyone hears this um they like your music how can they find you uh so you can go to www.curbsidejones.com um you will find pretty much everything music you'll find merch you'll find videos you'll even see my photography up there um also you'll find links to my socials um and then you can join my mailing list through my website um 
I will say it's probably easier to just follow me on Bandcamp if you want like really instant updates when I drop my music because once I post it on Bandcamp, it'll send the message out to everybody. Um, so if you really want to stay up to date on my music, then follow me on my Bandcamp as well. And then also my website, like I said, has everything on there. All right, Curbside Jones, uh, last question. So uh, along with music, you've just been someone I've always looked to for inspiration just on creativity and just pretty much just staying true to your path um so for those listening um what advice do you give to those who may be struggling creatively wise or and just are just trying to find their way so what would you say to them i would say um appreciate the struggle because it happens to literally everybody um kind of like i said like i kind of came up and you know i was doing the whole nerdcore thing and then i switched up to something else and then i i wanted to make albums like lupe fiasco concept albums so i switched and only made concept albums and then i kind of burnt myself out from that and now i'm just you know rapping just to rap just you know what i mean um so you're gonna go through different phases I would just say embrace whatever era of life you're in. I think that's the most important thing um, because once you go against the era of life you're in, then you're forcing the music, you're forcing the creativity, you're forcing uh, the ideas. And those may not even be ideas that you really wanna have, but you feel like, okay, I need to meet this certain expectation that people have of me. Um, and you end up being really hard on yourself when you can't meet those expectations that you set that really don't mesh well with where you're at mentally. Um, I I, kind of had a situation where I stopped performing and people were like, yo, why did you stop performing? And I'm like, that's just not the era I'm in, one. And then two, the music that I was making was so um, conceptual that it was like I had no choice but to perform it front to back because I didn't have like a quote-unquote single you know what I mean I didn't have that because it's a conceptual piece of work um a lot of that music was really personal to me and a lot of the times I would say every time I would say I would cry at least I would cry at least once or twice during my set um just tears can't, can't even get through the first couple bars because that music was so personal and it was so like it it, it wasn't like at the time like it wasn't meant to be performed like it was just something that I recorded. It was like therapy. I put it in, you know, the music. And then when I got on stage, I realized like, yo, there's a lot of deep stuff here that I would prefer to not express that on the stage. I would prefer to not. So I stepped away and then everybody questioned my decision. They're like, yo, why aren't you performing? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Because everyone has this idea of like, you put the music out, you do the music video, you perform it, you do it again, you do it again. And I myself had to just get comfortable with being like, I don't really want to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to do what I want to do. And then when I'm ready to come back, I'll come back. Now that I'm making music that's less personal, you know, I don't, I wouldn't mind having on stage and doing, you know, Jigga with the Grill and like, you know, all of that stuff because that music's not going to make me cry. Like, I'm up there rapping just to rap. I'm having fun with it. So I'll, that's going to come through in the music and not the sadness. And some people say, oh, well, that's part of being an artist and whatever, whatever. But again, it's really about what you want to do and what's right for the era that you're in. Um, and then also with that staying true to yourself, like, a big part of that staying true to yourself is not putting expectations on what's going to happen after you release whatever art that you have, right? Because sometimes you might have did like really well, right? Like you might have, uh, good example, when I put out um, Digital Boogeyman. So that was like the first time where I leveled up my engineering. I leveled up everything. Like I, you know, rented gear, thousand dollar microphone, everything. Like I'm doing the, you know, I, I ended up getting dj booth at the time when they were sponsoring projects dj booth sponsored that project they put the single out they pushed the single they verified me on audio mac before audio mac was what it was they did all of that stuff right put it out didn't didn't really do a lot you know what i mean like it didn't but i had this expectation so i was like bro do i suck like do I like, like I did put all this effort into it, learning really how to mix really well, learning all this stuff, like, up, you know, upgrading my whole everything. So then I put out uh, Wolves Clothing 
and Wolf's Clothing had a smaller website backing it um, and a lot of the uh, reception up to it was kind of just like man whatever dropped the music video animated music video by the way and people were like man okay whatever and then I wake up one morning and you know somebody tweets me and was like yo is that Curbside Jones on the front page of Bandcamp and I'm like excuse me and then from there purchases after purchase after purchase after pur just coming in people buying merch sold out in like you know I think the merch sold out in like maybe 30 minutes if that but just everything is coming in so I had this expectation of like, okay, the next joint I put out, it's got to do the same numbers. And it didn't, but it did reach people in a different way. So they were like, yo, like this is personal to me. And it wasn't sad music, but it was like, yo, I can relate to a lot of what you're doing. Like, this is really great. Like you're telling a story, but also it's not conceptual to the point where I have to listen to it in order. Like I can do, you know, all this and that. So then from there, I was like, yo, like the stuff that I didn't spend as much time on, like really like getting deep into and like wrecking my brain about, like people appreciated that. So like I was having fun, kind of want to do that again, you know? So then going through doing Kwame, you know, that was just for fun. Um, I had no expectations really, um, you know, doing my Japanese collabs with Ballhead and, and Dharma. Again, that was for fun. That was just me wanting to rap and doing that. People received that really well. Going into the last train and then Jiggle with the Grill, which is today probably my most, my highest uh, grossing project as well as merch release today. Um, which was literally me just rapping about how other people suck at rapping almost every track. <laughs> and rapping about how other people are lying in their raps they actually don't get fly when they say they get fly like you know like it was very like flex heavy the whole entire time no subject matter i started the project off with saying this isn't music to grow with if you want that you can keep my old music that's how i started that's the first two bars of the project so people receive that so like i had friends hit me up and say bro this is the best production that you've ever done in your life and i'm like seriously i was like i looped up some samples i did in a little bit you know this and that i'm like really and they're like bro like this is it this is the one and then you know ended up being on Bandcamp radio for album of the day all this stuff got a radio interview off of it where i got the it, they premiered it a week early you know what i mean and that was going into it with zero expectations. So you end up appreciating those wins a lot more when you don't put that ceiling on yourself and say, okay, I sold, um, I don't know, I sold 50, you know, people bought my album, you know, 50 people bought my album last time it dropped. Next time it comes out, I'm doing 100. Because then you set yourself up for failure because now when you don't reach that you start to question like do i suck was this project actually good you never know people might not have caught on and then five months after it comes out it picks up and then everybody starts buying it you know what i mean same thing happened with jiggle with the grill it came out a couple people bought it they bought the merch whatever whatever and then maybe a month or two later bam it hit you know that band camp and then it just everything went up from there and it just kept going up um so yeah just stay true to the era that you're in make sure that you're you're doing it for yourself first and foremost um because sometimes listeners don't know what they want um or just anybody just don't know what they want and then also don't put limits or expectations on your release you can have standards by all means you can have standards and say i want to create to the standard i want the visuals to be the standard and that's fine but you never know what people are going to gravitate to gravitate towards um because to you it might be your best body of work to the, your listeners or to whoever's viewing your art or whatever they may not feel the same exact way and you can't be upset or hurt because they don't feel the same way that you feel um you just gotta use it as a learning uh experience and say okay what did i do that was really well that connected with people i'm gonna try to do that again what really didn't connect with people okay maybe it was you know like i said i i didn't have no singles before 
You know what I mean? Like I just didn't. I just had the conceptual work. But then when I started doing Jiggle with the Grill, I actually had singles. And people were like, yo, like I listened to this project on the radio. It works. Like every track works for the radio. You can play any of them and I can listen to this. Um, there were two specific ones, the lead song, Jiggle with the Grill, and then Human Made Caskets, where people were like, bro, like we need music videos. We need this, 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 and this, and this. Um, and that kind of was eye-opening. So now when I'm making music, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, okay, I do have the ability to create singles. I do have the ability to create conceptual work. Now it's how do I mesh it all together to please myself as well as show that I am having fun and that, you know, uh, I'm living in the era that I'm in and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's those are really important, I think, for me. And then also study. I think that's one thing people uh, sleep on is study the genre that you're making study the style of music that you are happening to create um just do your research um understand what came before you a lot of times we want to be so forward thinking that we lack the foundation because we didn't understand what came before us so i think you have to understand what came before you to break those rules to be forward thinking um and i feel like a lot of artists come into the game and they don't do the research they don't do the math they don't do the science and then they don't understand why people are saying they can't rap or they don't understand like you know what it means to really quote unquote bar out or any like they don't they don't have that that reference point because they're not studying that stuff because it's like oh well that's old stuff it doesn't matter but it's like no it, it, it matters i'm not saying you have to emulate i'm not saying you have to be the next nods and drop the the next illmatic but when we talk about st structuring rhymes and what is like structurally sound, then yeah, people are going to draw from those reference points and say, okay, listen to Jay-Z on uh, Dead Presidents 2. Listen to that, like that, he's he's rapping. Listen to Nas on Illmatic, like listen to Big L, listen to like all the, like we're going to reference those things. And if you don't have any reference to that, then you won't really understand like why someone may approach you and be like, yo, like that's a hype like you you know it's, it's, it's you know it, you know um and and that's not to say like you have to be like i said you don't have to be like those people but just understanding you know what i mean and being like okay i get it i get why people like uh big ready to die it may have came out before i was born but i listened to it okay i get it you know um so creating the area in don't set expectations do it for yourself and just make sure you study 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 like always study whether it be if you're a producer new techniques to make beats how to build on what you're doing if you're an engineer new mixing techniques plugins studying a certain engineer that you may like um and seeing how they do their thing rapping look how other people are rapping look how you know what other people are putting out within the same style that you're making so you can kind of gauge like okay this is something that's already been done before. How can I put a spin on this? Or this person is doing this thing really well. I really like what they're doing. I'm inspired. So I'm going to take a little bit from there, but add my own flair to it to give it something, you know, new life. Um, and then even if you're drawing, shoot, go watch some anime, go, you know, go to an art museum, go do whatever you do to get that inspiration to understand like what's happening. Um, so that way you can build a foundation and kind of go and be that forward thinking artist. Um, yeah, so those are, those are, I would say the, the biggest things that have helped me, um, not, I know I joke about quitting all the time. Um, <laughs> but those are the biggest things that keep me like motivated and as well as inspired and interested in continuing to do what I do. Um, because you know it's, it's so easy to kind of get lost in the void and you know a lot of things happening um and then one last thing uh if you are creating something that you wouldn't consume don't put it out that's just across the board like if you're creating something that you know you wouldn't spend your hard-earned money on don't put it out um and I have this conversation with artists about merch all the time. If you're creating something that's just thrown together, whatever, and you see it in a store and you wouldn't buy it, don't put it out. If your favorite clothing line or favorite brand or your favorite designer put this out and you say, you know what, I'm not going to cop that because it's like, meh, 
don't do it um so if you wouldn't buy your own product then that's a really 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 good sign that you should probably hit the drawing board again yeah curbside jones i think you probably saved a couple lives with that answer so first and foremost man we appreciate you we're glad that you are still making music and that you're still here and um really just want to thank you again for coming on yeah thank you so much man for having me again like i said i know you've been you know uh around for for some time so this is like our first time actually having an actual conversation conversation so it's really cool to like see your face you know hear your voice and everything and kind of you know what i mean so yeah i appreciate that curb thank you and definitely look forward to doing this again WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. You just heard my interview with Curbside Jones of Austin, Texas. I want to thank my guests again for an excellent interview and wish them all the best going forward. Please check them out at curbsidejones.com. If you've liked to hear tonight, and want to hear it again, a recording of tonight's episode will be available for playback by visiting FridayNightGroove.com. Once again, that's FridayNightGroove.com. Peace, thank you, and enjoy as we end the program with another Curbside Jones track titled The Glow. This life be testing you When it all falls down I wanna be next to you My homie Pat I mentioned him on Wood's clothing Guilt unfolding Questioning why was he chosen Like damn We ain't got no time for doubt We gotta figure this out Gotta figure this out I said damn We ain't got no time for doubt So let's figure this out Let's figure this out Hey, 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 what up? Oh yeah, you know, yeah, you know. Gotta find your like and think glow. glow Gotta find your like and think glow. Glow, glow That's for sure I can't save my friends if I'm not one with myself Feeling stuck on the shelf Comparing myself to someone else End up ring like Frodo Guardian angel cut the promo Sometimes these blessings come in slow-mo Cherish the photo We ain't got no time for doubt So let's figure this out So let's figure this out I said we ain't got no time for doubt Gotta figure this out Gotta figure this out